You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Coaching Industry Trends for 2021. I'm going to talk to you about some of the exciting business opportunities for coaching businesses that are coming up this year. And I'm going to talk about this through the lens of SWOT and pest analyses to help you to identify the best opportunities for your coaching business this year. That way, you can work out what your priorities and focus are going to be, and then you can focus your efforts in areas that are going to get your business some traction so that you can start seeing more clients, earning more money, and getting a great balance of work and life. Let's start with some business basics before we dive into those trends and just explain what are SWOT and PEST. Well, they are business analysis models and they help you to examine the internal and external influences on your business success. SWOT is the acronym SWOT and it's a situational analysis tool that helps you to assess your business strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. That's what SWOT stands for. PEST is another tool that explores the bigger external factors that might affect your business, and the acronym stands for Political, Economic, Social and Technological Influences on Your Business. It's generally good practice to complete a SWOT and PEST analysis for your business at least once per year so that you can stay agile and work out how you might need to pivot what you're doing and and stay abreast of those things that are coming up for change. Here's a quick example. Do you remember when digital cameras and photos came out? At that time, if you owned a shop that sold manual cameras and film processing, then SWOT and PEST analysis could have helped you to identify key threats and come up with strategies to overcome them so you could transition out of a dying market or reposition yourself within it. Generally, when you do a SWOT and PEST analysis, you're going to ask a series of questions that will tease out the answers in each of those areas. So for example, under strengths, you might ask questions like, what is it that I do well? And while that's really interesting stuff, we're going to cover that in a separate episode. For today, I want to talk to you about industry level predictions for the coaching industry for 2021 through that SWOT and PEST lens. So let's get started with those eight things. And we'll start with strengths. Something that we're doing really well at the moment as an industry, in the coaching industry, is sharpening up our credentialing system. Now you might think, well, what about helping people get healthier or saving lives or reducing weight issues or helping diabetes? What about those things? But the credentialing system is important because it's part of our marketing as an industry. Public perception is critical to our success. And in order for people to buy from any sort of service provider, they need to trust them and to believe that they are credible and reputable professionals. If you know me personally, you know that I'm on a mission to help you to build or to be part of building a a professional and credible industry. The coaching industry is rapidly moving towards higher training standards, a more formally recognised credentialing system, and we now have some really solid industry associations to back us up in those areas. And I believe that this is one of the most important strengths that's critical for our future success, purely because it positions our industry and our individual businesses within it as credible and professional and reputable. Think of it this way. 
if you have an industry association badge, it means that you have a certain training of standard, a standard of training, I should say. And it's going to be way easier for you to attract clients because that professional membership and stamp confers your credibility, that you're industry recognised and you've met an accepted standard of training. You're good enough to be part of that organisation. Other health professionals will take us more seriously and more likely refer people to us if we are striving towards maintaining those standards. So in terms of this area of strengths and what's coming for this year, your action item is to consider your current level of coach training, whether you need a refresher, whether you need to upgrade. One thing you could do is look into bridging courses that will get you into a higher qualification that's recognised by something like our National Board Certified System in the US, NBHWC, should I say our international system, or perhaps to study a higher qualification in Australia like the diploma course offered by Wellness Coaching Australia. Or maybe you just want to do some more specialised training to add to your existing credentials. On the other hand, if your training is up to scratch and you just want to keep working with clients, great, then your action item is to look at joining an industry association like hercanza.org, that's H-C-A-N-Z-A.org, in 2021 and using that as part of your business positioning and marketing. It will put you in a very strong position. The second letter in SWOT is weaknesses. And remember that we're talking about our industry as a whole in all of these categories. And a little bit in related to the last, in relation to the last area I spoke about, the strengths, I think one of the weaknesses we have in our industry is the lack of industry level marketing. We don't have a very strong voice yet in Australia but we need that to become known and recognised as professional service providers. What I mean is this, a lot of people still really don't know or understand what a health and wellness coach is or how we help people. And there are two solutions to this problem. Firstly, promoting our industry is paramount to people understanding what we do. And that's actually one of the roles of Hercanza. So being a member of that association is integral to being visible and understood by your audience. I truly believe in the benefits of an industry organisation and every professional industry has one. So they are playing an important role in getting our voice out there. And secondly, every coaching business in Australia has a responsibility to our industry to do well, thought, strategic and professional marketing. So there are two things. We have that industry-level voice, but it's also your responsibility to contribute to the growth of our industry. Play your part. If you're struggling with your marketing, then your action item for this year is to please stop trying to do it on your own. Stop bumbling around. It isn't a good look. It doesn't help you or us, as, us collectively. Please get some help to do it properly and professionally. And I'm going to be talking about this in one of the coming episodes about some really great ways that you can get your business going with some better marketing this year. The better quality our individual marketing efforts are, the more likely we will be seen as a professional industry and the quicker we'll get there. Good quality messaging by our industry and individual efforts is, is really part of that. It means that people quickly understand what we do, who we help, how we add value, and they want to buy from us. So that means not saying I'm a health and wellness coach. It means talking to the solution that you offer. I help people to lose weight so that they can feel happier and healthier. That's very different 
but people buy what's in it for them. They buy the outcome they want. So you need to know what that outcome is and stop talking about how you do that. They don't want to know the modality. They want to know what you can help them to achieve. And that's a simple fact of marketing. So knowing that marketing is one of our weaknesses, we can collectively do it better in this space and move our industry along. And, you know, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, my marketing's pretty good, I'm getting leads, I'm getting conversions, then your action item is to review and refine your messaging in line with what's important to your customers right now, because that is always going to pivot, especially after the pandemic. And so now leading on from there, let me talk about opportunities. 2020 was a crazy year, but as it has presented health and wellness coaches with an incredible opportunity. Now more than ever, people are in touch with what's important to them, and it's their physical and mental health and well-being and their relationships. In other words, the pandemic has raised people's self-awareness about their current state of health and related habits, and this is absolutely gold. Why? Well, because if you think about it, our job as coaches is twofold. Our first aim is to help people to become more self-aware about their habits. And our second aim is to help people to take responsibility for their own health and wellbeing habits. So the pandemic came along and as a result, the job of raising self-awareness about all of the gaps and all of the desires in health and wellness has been partially done for us. That pandemic made people so aware of how they were feeling and what was going on for them. They've realized how important their health is and what their challenges are. And at the same time, they've been thrown into chaos and uncertainty. They need help and they want it. And all of this means they're more ready to change. And that means they're more ready to buy. When somebody has decided to prioritize their health and well-being, it is at the front of their mind. It means they're looking for it all of the time. And it means that there are more people right now who are out looking to get support to improve their health and well-being habits. That's why I think this is such a golden time in history for our industry. And the opportunity for you right now, your action item is to bring these concepts into your market and to keep that conversation going. Here are two ways to do that. As part of your regular brand awareness marketing, that's getting people to know who you are and what you do, you can talk about those key important issues that your audience might be thinking about, the habits that they like to develop, how important health has become for them, specific areas they want to focus on, what they've struggled with, and the outcomes that they want to achieve that you can help them to get. And you can ask them why those issues are important and what they want to tackle in the coming year. It's, it's a two-way street marketing. It's not just you talking about what you do and what's important to you. It's also you listening to the audience asking them what they want and then using those areas to tailor the words you use in your marketing. It's such an important skill to develop. If you make clear offers that target what your audience wants to focus on right now and for the coming year to pivot your messaging a little bit and make it more specific to this current time, you will likely get more inquiries and sales simply because those are the things that are priority to your audience right now and you'll be talking about them directly using their language. I cannot stress enough how important this is. That's a huge opportunity for you. Now let's talk about threats, the last letter in SWOT. 
Out of the pandemic, a raft of DIY books and programs have come out to help people form healthier habits or manage their mental health and so on. There's a great book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, but the risk is that people are going to read that and think that they can do everything themselves. It could be perceived as direct competition with the more personalised and tailored service that we offer as coaches. And some people might think it's easier or more cost-effective for themselves to go with a DIY option. So you can see why this is a threat. But it's also an opportunity for you to do something different and to fix this issue. Your action item from this point is to think about the added value of personal coaching over any sort of DIY program or book. And to help you along, here are a couple of points of difference that we have as coaches. Firstly, most people lack the motivation and persistence to develop habits and be consistent with them on their own. They get distracted and lose focus. Another important advantage that we have as personal service providers over a DIY product or book is that we hold people accountable. We help them to navigate the waters of change without any judgment or suggestions. And we help them to stay focused for long enough that the habit can be cemented in place. Also, we help people to discover and resolve their blind spots. That is the thoughts, beliefs or other obstacles that are blocking them from adopting new habits or being consistent with them. Let's face it, no book or DIY program can do all of those things. Or perhaps some of them cannot ever be achieved by a DIY book or program. So even though there is a threat out there that people are going to want to get self-help in the area of forming habits or think it's something they can do on their own, it's not. I've just given you several reasons why, and you can weave those into your marketing. Now let's look at the PEST acronym. Let's talk firstly about political factors. And you might be wondering, well, what does politics have to do with health and specifically our coaching industry? Well, here's a good example. The Australian government has recognised a deficit in our maths and science streams at university. And so they've decided to make all of the humanity degree courses more expensive this year and to lower the cost of degrees in science and math areas. And that includes health. So this is a huge incentive to coaches who are considering upskilling to do additional health-related qualifications in areas that are complementary to coaching, like nutrition, dietetics, exercise physiology, or related fields. So going back to the previous point, this political decision has provided our industry with an opportunity to enhance our skills and our competence, and therefore bolster our professionalism and reputation in the wider community and amongst allied health fields. On the other hand, People have been struggling financially over the last year and mentally as well. So there have been a raft of government initiatives and programs that have come into force, which may be perceived as competition for coaching businesses. So there are the two sides of the coin. Firstly, studying a science or health related qualification is now cheaper than it was previously. It's more accessible to coaches to bolster their position and, and experience. Secondly, um, there are plenty of free or low-cost government programs that might compete with your services. And your action item under this category is to work out how to position your business as distinct from those free or low-cost services and also to align more closely with service providers who are at the front line and more likely to refer. 
such as mental health professionals or allied health professionals. Get out and start networking with those people so that they can help to sell you to people that need your help. The second letter of the PEST acronym is economic factors. And let's face it, after lockdown, people have had less income certainty, many have left jobs or lost jobs and had to reduce spending. However, JobKeeper stepped in for some people, mental health has become a critical priority for many people, and the latest financial data shows that there's been the start of some economic recovery. There's a whole bunch going on in economic factors that I can't go into in depth today, but the question is, what does this mean for your business? Well, probably what you can gather immediately is that people are going to be likely to pay for lower cost services, and that's a great opportunity for you to start workshops or group coaching, something where you can charge a lower rate but have more people at the same time, and to transition out of your one-to-one -one coaching model. It's time to become confident and step up into coaching a few more people at once. Two people is a group and you can start there. So your action item for this point is to define some cost-effective ways for people to work with you that will not compromise your business, that will increase your hourly rate. Examples are groups or memberships or to give you an on-sell to longer-term relationships. And I've just mentioned memberships or other programs where they pay a small amount but for a longer period and to get uh, more of those sorts of people in. So basically it's going to a group model or it's going to a lower cost, very, very big group, such as a Facebook group membership or something like that. There are many ver versions of that. The S in PEST stands for social factors. And as a result of what's happened last year and people realising what's important to them, relationships, then there has been a groundswell trend toward connection. People are also looking beyond quick fixes and wanting to make lasting change. We get plenty of indicators of this by looking at how the language has been changing in big commercial products and advertising and to see what sorts of new products and services are coming up. For example, people aren't, are st still talking about diets and those sorts of things, but we have much more in the way of healthy home food delivery boxes that encourage cooking it yourself, not just getting something ready-made or following a program. There is more move towards exercise programs on apps as part of a membership so that you can get that community vibe and support. So when I see these things coming up and really growing and flourishing, it tells me that people want things that are easy to get to, very accessible, that involve a tribe or a connection. They want to be part of something. It's lower cost, but it's also that connection factor. So your action item is to work out how to build these sorts of must-haves into your coaching business. How can you make your business easy, accessible, include some level of connection and help people to really be part of a movement? It could be starting a tribe, a membership, or launching group programs or workshops. So as you can see, a couple of the things we've talked about today are leading towards the idea that groups are going to be more important in our industry this year and beyond. Lastly, the T stands for technological factors. This is one of my favourites, actually, because there are some amazing opportunities to leverage technology in 2021 in your coaching business. At an industry level and during lockdown, there are a lot more people exposed to and starting to use technology much more than they did previously. We now have a saying, um, let's do a Zoom meeting or I'll meet you on Zoom or I've got Zoom fatigue. 
it's a bit like when um, people started saying, hand me a Kleenex. You know, it's no longer a tissue, it's a brand name. And Zoom has seen that massive rise in their business because people are so much more using that technology. And in parallel to that, there's been an explosion of apps and software so that those, those companies who want to reach their clients have developed digital platforms to do that. And so we're going to see a bigger shift to, to people using health and wellness apps or devices or getting online to access health services. So what does that mean for your coaching business? You don't have to go and develop an app. Let me just say that it's a huge, difficult, convoluted process and it's hard to get right. I have a friend who develops apps and he said that most people get an idea and show up and want an app developed and it never goes anywhere because they don't really know what they're doing. So don't waste your time on building an app, but leverage what's out there. Let me just say this. First of all, apps and software are used for monitoring. They're used for monitoring compliance with habits or goals that have been set and also the outcomes of habit change. But they can't necessarily do the work of a live coach. They cannot replace what we do, as I mentioned earlier. But when you put them together, coaching and some sort of app or software or tracking tool, then you have a powerful coaching program that not only facilitates habit change through the process of you coaching your clients, but it also gives your clients the valuable proof that their brains need to see that what they're doing is working. The coaching program provides that accountability and support, problem solving and creative thinking and skills developments in things like planning and goal setting. So your clients are getting all of that by working with you directly. The software, the app or the device backs that up by recording what they're doing, compiling the results, and that proves to them that they've had success. Now, this is actually a really important nuance here because a lot of people don't monitor or celebrate success closely, and they don't realize the extent of success that making one change can have. You know this yourself as a coach, people come to talk about their vision, but when you peel off some layers, there are so many other benefits to that change or that goal being achieved that they never would have thought of. And this is what I'm talking about now. When you're coaching a client and helping them to see and celebrate success every week through looking at the data they've collected on their app or their device or whatever it is, it's going to increase their sense of self-efficacy, their self-confidence, their association of success with your services that helped them to get there. Now, I did mention Zoom fatigue earlier, and it is another factor to consider. It's great to meet clients on Zoom, but you can also access them in other ways like phone, text messages, and you can even supplement your coaching sessions with messages or emails or little video clips that you send. So there's a lot to think about there, but I did a previous episode on this podcast about um, monitoring um, using uh, digital platforms. I'd encourage you to have a listen. But your action item from this last point about technology, it's pretty exciting. There's a lot out there. You need to work out what sorts of tech or apps your clients are using. Not what you like or want, but where are your clients going and what are they using? And then integrate them into your coaching program. I did something like this in my coaching business and I believe it was the key to my success because I had so much information that proved my program could help people get the outcomes they want. But one thing I learned is that my people at that time were not mobile phone and app users. They used their phones just for taking calls 
And when I tried to introduce them to an app on the phone, they didn't want to use it or they forgot or it was too difficult. I had actually another device that I used for monitoring that was way more successful because it was more aligned with my ideal client. So just to reiterate that point, don't make an assumption about what your people um, are interested in. Go and ask them what sorts of apps or platforms or tech they're interested in and have been using and like so that you give them exactly what they're comfortable with and are going to actually use. Wow, we covered a lot today, so let's summarise. I talked about some coaching industry trends for 2021 predicated on the events of the past 6 to 12 months and the outcomes that have come from that. As a coach, I've looked round, around to observe what people are doing and saying, and as a business professional, I've used a common tool, the SWOT and PEST analyses, to turn those insights into industry predictions. Let's see how we go. You have a series of action items to contemplate and map some goals around. So go and get to it. Map out what you're going to do and what your actions will be and how you're going to play them out. Write down all of the steps and put them into your diary. And... In the meantime, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening and I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now.